Hey everybody, I am back. We are doing part two of Bravo Night. We had so much fun talking about the behind the scenes gossip. We didn't even get to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So now we are getting into it. So I think that last episode, I'm just going to call Bravo Gossip Part One. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. We do tend to get distracted though. We do, we do, but I mean, there there was some good stuff to cover in that one, so I'm still going to call that a win anyway. So, <laughs> so and I listen to some uh, podcasts, they'll go on for two hours with no warning. At least I'm giving it to you in two episodes, so you can decide for yourself what you want to listen to. <laughs> so, okay, so I just love this stupid song. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> Okay, I know. <laughs> that went to the left. Okay, so Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, season two, episode four. Now, they always give the episodes names. I don't really care about what, what the names of their episodes are because we give the episodes our own names. And this one, I'm going to call Mary Cooking Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> with the eggs because remember yes. she said why am I why am I fighting with eggs yes Mary's fight with eggs so that is what and then her son it. walks in and then her son walks in which I really thought that was super funny like you couldn't have planned that right no it, it, because he walked in like totally confused he walked in like he didn't even know there were cameras there that are probably at his house every day <laughs> so all right. Although I would love to start with Mary cooking eggs, which literally, guys, that's all it was, was Mary cooking eggs. But it was Mary doing anything. It's iconic most of the time. So um, so we're going to start where we really don't want to, but I guess we have to, right? The continuation of the Meredith and Jen situation at the fishing hole. <laughs> 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 I mean, okay. all right. So they're at the fishing hole, and uh, uh, can we just say the star of the fishing hole is Heather? Because <laughs> Heather is me. I am going to lie about my weight, and then I'm going to sit there the whole time praying that I don't fall into the ice. <laughs> Because you know, she was probably sitting so still because she never moved. She's like, I'm not going to move. I'm not even going to breathe because I will probably die because I lied about my weight. And that's exactly what I would do. So I, I can't even be mad at her. I mean, the whole setting is honestly, it's peak whiteness. Like I know what oh, I, was it's, it's I white, went to. It's white Italy. could be. I went to Italy and I was up in the Alps. And I happened to be there when they were holding a car race on a frozen lake. Oh. And all the white people were like, yay. And I was like, this is nuts. This is crazy. This is insane. 
you know. It was a car race? <laughs> it was a car race, girl. A car race on a frozen lake up in the Alps. Oh, God bless them. I mean, the that's, Alps is, is, is white enough. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do. Well, I guess you gotta come up with We're something. not around. Okay, yeah. Because you know we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> Look, we're lucky if you get us to go snow tubing. Okay? And, and that is the damn truth. <laughs> okay, so Meredith hits on the fact that she's good with not seeing Jen anymore. She's, I mean, and, and, and I'm not like the biggest Meredith fan in the world because just her voice, you know, that whole uh, 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 works my nerves. However, when it comes to this situation, it's not even, to me, it's not even about Brooks anymore. It's not even it's, it's really not about anything except for the mere fact that you are just playing in my face with the whole, like, non-apology, um, like, trying to turn this around into something else. I feel like all she really wanted was, and, and she more or less said it, was an acknowledgement of wrongdoing, because even if it's your people, it's still you, which right. I think Heather did try to tell her, an acknowledgement of wrongdoing, and uh, of course saying you're sorry, and meaning it, and, and feeling like when you do those two things, it is real, and I'm not going to have to do this with you again. We're never going to, they're never going to truly be friends again. They're never really yeah. be anything again but castmates. But if I am going to deal with you and at least like talk to you and be polite as opposed to doing the straight up like steely wall, not even acknowledging your presence thing then just give me that because we're, we're never going to be friends again. Let's not even pretend. I will tell you the turning point of that argument is when Meredith was like talking about my son, my son, and Jen tried to be like, well, what about my kids? Yes. And that, that wasn't was even the first time she said it. But wait, but it was just like, she realized you could tell she realized she sounded crazy. Yeah, and, and fact, after that, she she said she she paid in, and I think that that's and and that was it when she when she realized okay you know what unless she does something else then I will at least be cordial for cordial's sake no one will ever be able to say that Meredith Marks is anything other than. Meredith Marks, because I think that is something that she clearly prides herself on being like almost like that matriarch kind of character among right. the friends, and she's the classy one, she's whatever. Like, and, and I think she knows it because I think that she even gets that Lisa on some level aspires to be her, right? Right, she's and, supposed to be so above it all. 
Exactly. And so I think that she wants to maintain that air of, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Like, don't let somebody take you out of who you want to be. I mean, like people say, don't let people take you out of your character. Fuck character. Don't let people take you out of who you want to be. Even right. if it's, I, even if I'm pretending to be something I'm not, I don't, you don't get the right to take me out of that. Cause that's what I'm choosing to do. And the just John that I'm choosing to be at that moment. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, Jen said the typical, I'm sorry, or whatever. It took a lot to get there. I don't think we've got to belabor it. it. The scene ended. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, again, and they didn't fall through the ice. They, they didn't, didn't fall, fall through, the, through ice. the ice. And again, Heather gave us everything we needed to relieve some of the tension seeping into all of our brains when she said, and I wrote it down word for word because it's just hilarious. I'm not going to the weak side of the ice because I lied about my body weight. That's all I needed. <laughs> That's all I needed. And guys, don't get me wrong. Uh, Missy and I are in no way like fat shaming or whatever. Like not I lived- I freaking lived for that moment. And we both acknowledge Heather is me. <laughs> yeah, because look, let me tell you, I, I wouldn't have even pretended. I would have been like, my fat ass is not going on no ice lane. <laughs> That's a no. Because even if I don't sink on the ice, I'm going to slip on the ice. First of all, and that I'm won't not- be pretty. I'm not giving all my identifying information to Jen Shaw. We we determined that last week. And and Lisa's ass is shady too, so I'm not giving her my information either. But they were literally running across that ice. And they I was waiting running, for somebody to bust their ass for real. Running and stomping and carrying on on that ice like they were in the middle of a damn playground. I mean, <laughs> Jen, all I can say is the boots and stuff they had were like the bomb. I mean, some, I don't, did they have spikes in them? I don't even know. Hey, ABC7, like, I have no idea, but whatever they had, they it, it was bomb okay so next we've got all oh, this right here so jen makes a show now this made no sense to me and i really you know i really do try to defend the indefensible sometimes and on this show a lot of times it ends up being jen or mary but <laughs> but uh we haven't gotten to Mary's cult yet. So right now I'm trying to work with Jen. I am still confused. I, did I blink? What, how or why did Jen take off this alleged, I don't believe it, by the way, $70,000 bracelet? <laughs> how or why did she even take it off? And then what would possess her to throw? Well, we know that she would probably throw it because she's crazy, but she, Jen is not, Jen is not crazy. Jen just plays crazy on TV. Let's, let's be clear about that because who Jen really is, is a criminal who was part of a scheme that's about to send her to jail for yeah. you know, seven to 10. So Jen is not crazy, 
Jen just plays crazy on TV. So that being said, that was not a $70,000 bracelet. Now, that also being said, it's probably looked really good. And those were some very nice, uh, um, what, uh, gosh, Swarovski crystals or like the best cubic zirconia money could buy because Lisa Barlow thought it was a $70,000 bracelet. And Lisa probably hated the fact that the camera was on her when she found that bracelet. Because see, where I come from in New <laughs> Jersey, it is finders, keepers, losers, <laughs> weepers. You threw it away. Another man's trash is another just jonda's treasure. If it was worth seventy grand, that would be my seventy thousand bracelet. The seventy thousand dollar bracelet. Uh, I'll just say this: if it was a cubic zirconia, I would have found that out at the pawn shop because either way, I was not giving it back to you, girl. You say that, but one time I had a coworker in my office who literally had a diamond on her finger so big it was hard for her to type and she lost it in the office and do you know that everybody had to speak to the insurance investigator like but everybody she, but she lost it she lost it jen shaw through it, it. <laughs> which is what tells me two things. Either A, fake bracelet, not worth 70 grand. Right. Or B, she was trying to get rid of some ill-gotten gain <laughs> from her something. from her telemarketing scheme. Something. Something. So I who knows? But I, I also know. If you're rolling around with a seventy thousand dollar bracelet, but then again, she's a, allegedly, but then again, she's a scamster too. Exactly. Scamsters don't always get insurance, but well, uh, the smart thing would be not to get insurance. Didn't we talk about this last week with Erica yeah. Jane? That would be the best way to hold on to those jewels would be to not insure them because that is the only evidence that you have them. Right. Right. But that's when you're a scamster. Well, we know Jen is a scamster. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy Hilton, Kathy Hilton's shit is insured. Oh, Kathy Hilton's shit is insured. I'm talking yeah. about yeah. Erica Jane and her husband <laughs> using her jewels as a way to, um, as a way to hide no doubt. some of the money. No doubt. No Cause doubt. that would actually be pretty damn smart. Right. So, um, any, so let's go on from there. Just, I'm just saying if it was real, I would have found out at pawn shop. Damn sure wouldn't have been on camera. Okay. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and then Lisa talking about, I feel better after all this. Girl, this ain't a... <laughs> we'll get to her later because there are so many, I'll feel better. We saw a lot of stew in this one, stew chains, which every time I see him, I giggle because we know that in real time, he's making a deal with the feds and flipping on her. So 
it, it's because we're seeing him more this season when we saw than we saw him last season, which just makes it even funnier given what's going on literally right now as we're watching these episodes. And that has to be the most toxic relationship because even when he's holding her back from the situation, he's mm-hmm. saying crazy stuff to her. Yeah, but I mean, these two are, as we know the situation now, he is not her assistant. He is literally like her best friend and partner in crime. So they talk crazy to each other. Right, right. This is just the dynamic. I don't even know if we could call it toxic. It's just the sick dynamic of their whole thing because because obviously they are you know they're partners and and clearly friends because he's also with her in other settings right Um, but but he he was not making that situation better no 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 I, i well i think he knows what he's dealing with and i think that he's kind of again because he probably more than anybody other than her husband knows the real her and what really like makes her tick what this is all about the whole act she's putting on for the show like he above anybody else knows all of this so I think it makes him sound even crazier because he's like on the one hand trying to give the air of calming her down but on the other hand he is in on the whole thing as well. Mm-hmm. Like, again, mm-hmm. the whole, I'm not crazy, I just play crazy on TV. But he's not an actor, so he's, he just sounds like he's just talking a bunch of gibberish, trying to play both roles, neither of which he's playing well. Right. Like, what are you right. trying to do, calm her down or fuel her delusion? Like, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, so next we see Lisa and her two friends who both basically look like they went and got to the same plastic surgeon, I guess at the same place at, uh, Heather's face of Frankenstein. Right. Um, they, they, they're softer versions, uh, I'm not sure if maybe because they're younger or just facial structure. And also Heather is uh, just a, a larger girl and both of these um, these women uh, a little smaller frame. The one though, um, in fact, the main one, um, Angie, she gave me not exactly her facial surgery, but like the facial structure, like the, the size of the, the whole big head thing going on. I got a Tory spelling kind of thing from her. You know who she looks like? She looks like the woman from um, um, that American horror oh story. Oh my God. Shout out to one of my absolute favorite YouTubers, Nikki Starr. Why did I, who, by the way, is Missy's twin. I told her earlier today that she <laughs> looks like Nikki Starr, which is a compliment. Nikki is gorgeous and smart, and so is Missy. And why did she say, just a few hours ago that uh, that's why I didn't want to say it. I was like, oh my God, is she going to say it? Is she going to say it? She said that Angie looks like a, a cross between Sarah Paulson, because that's her name. Yes, she Sarah looks Paulson. like a cross between Sarah Paulson and Adele. Yeah, she does. She really, she really does. But the, I want to know if they can both give Heather the name of their colorist. 
because Heather or just period Heather and Whitney. And I want uh, Lisa to stop being angry at Heather and Whitney and go to Heather's spa and get a proper tan instead of using the self tanner because it looks bad. <laughs> like it was really bad at the reunion. So, and we know that since Heather runs like that body bar place, if, if it's nothing else that we know she does, she, she does tanning. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So anyway, um, it, it was obvious, it, it wasn't, I wasn't quite clear during the scene, but then once we saw Angie with a confessional, it was clear that they are auditioning Angie, or they probably were in the process of auditioning Angie for a possible um, snowflake. Yeah, that's what they hold on this show, right? Yeah, um, holding a snowflake. And I think as the show went on, we saw why they opted for friend of the show, if we even see her much more during the season. Because even though Angie got a little bit of a storyline that could have really, and I think that's what they attempted to do, that she had a bit of a storyline that fell into her lap that really would have shown whether or not she could hang as a wife on the show. Uh, as we, as we'll talk about later, she did not, um, she didn't bring enough moxie to the table in terms of how she handled it and whatever she gave a, a, a rich woman with a good doctor, if you know what I mean, uh, tease in, in terms of the way, how sedate she was. Again, another hint as it was going on. Um, because, and, and what made it clear that she was being auditioned is since when do random people get confessionals? So we know that this was a, a friend of or or some attempt because does Marlo get confessionals even now after all of these years on Real Housewives? And if she does, it, it would have been very recently, but I don't remember Marlo getting confessionals. And we know if Marlo got confessionals, you and I would remember because if, we, if nothing she else- got a, She got a confessional when there was no seat for her at Kenya and her man's whatever they did. Okay. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like when you consider all of the years that she has been on the show, even as a friend of, although she's in damn near every scene, all of the years she's been on the show and some really like, I mean, iconic moments she has given in the history of that show, especially yes. in recent years since they've been floundering. For her not to have a confessional is mad shady when we have seen confessionals, especially on this show, from every random person who shows up. Like last season when they were trying to make Brooks happen, he got a confessional, what, in the second episode? Now we have this Sarah Paulson-looking chick who is like barely awake getting a confessional. And, and the funny thing is when she got the confessional, um, because they gave it, because they did it in that first scene um, with her, Angie, with her, Sarah, and Lisa. I couldn't even tell her and Sarah apart. I was like, <laughs> are they sisters? Are they whatever? So it turns up that Angie is Whitney's cousin, 
Um, it, because as we know, Whitney is related to like big time Mormon royalty, uh, as, as it goes. I mean, I guess it is a big deal. I mean, if you were, if your great grandfather was the driver for Brigham Young, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big deal. So, um, well, no, not Brigham Young for the main, or was he the driver for Brigham Young or was he the main driver for Joseph Smith? I think it was supposed to be Joseph Smith. Yes, you're right. Whatever it is, yeah, big deal. He got yeah. some wives. He got a whole bunch of wives out of it. That's why everybody's the cousin. Exactly. So Whitney, so Angie found out, so I'll, I'll toss in this tea. Angie found out uh, that she and Whitney were cousins actually from watching the show. So... As we know, uh, Lisa does not like Whitney. Lisa has never liked Whitney. And this goes way back to season one. And even after some tea was spilled this episode about uh, where Angie, who did ultimately become friends with Whitney, you find out your cousins and what have you. So Angie becomes friends with Whitney and express their cousindom so which, which to to you and i as black people is no big deal for them like she's like oh you find out somebody's your cousin that like you don't reach out to me or whatever for us as black folk we'll find out somebody is like our fifth cousin twice removed and be like right. oh my god i gotta find them <laughs> right <laughs> yeah right like, we don't care. The only time it comes up, like the degree to which we're cousins and how, and the fact that we're like so far distant that we could actually marry if we wanted to, is if there's an actual discussion where somebody asks the question. Other than that, if we say we're cousins, that's like the next best thing to being siblings. I remember drawing a diagram to explain to your son how we're related. <laughs> exactly. And again, as gross as it sounds, when you really break down like how we're cousins, we uh, are, I could legally marry your brother. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, of course, because again, we just don't think of it that way. And our branches of the family, like, you know, how families break off into groups just happen to be two of the groups that are extremely close. It would be like beyond, beyond repulsive to us to even think that way. But if we actually broke it down, it's like, you know, we're like, what, fifth cousin? I mean, it's crazy. So Yeah. And, and if any, if either one of us would have gone to like, let's say college in South Carolina, we could have easily married a cousin. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Like if we had gone to college, if either of us had gone to college in South Carolina, we would have had to just go four years without dating. Yes, because, exactly. you know, I can't see marrying anybody with a Southern drawl, but the very, at the very least, I mean, you know, I might've had sex with one. So we just couldn't have dated four years of celibacy and no dates. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, no schools in South Carolina for either one of us. No. In, in fact, North Carolina is kind of a push 
So, yeah, that's questionable. Yes. Yes. So, um, so anyway, so the story is that, and, and turns out is true. And Angie told Whitney, which I would have too, screw Lisa. And she told Whitney that when she mentioned to Lisa, Hey, this, um, Whitney's my cousin, that Lisa was like, don't claim her, which is so crazy. Insane. And, and so due to what ended up happening later in the episode with the catering and all of that, Lisa, now we're talking about real time now, of course, what happens on these episodes, certain characters, and this happens on all the shows, not all of them do it, but Lisa is one of them that does it. I think there's, there's a few who are like guaranteed to do it. Like Lisa, Candace, uh, several of the Potomac housewives for sure. Lisa, Candace, Giselle, Robin, uh, Monique, when she was there, um, in Atlanta, uh, Portia sometimes. Candy doesn't bother putting stuff on Twitter. She does her speak on it, and then she'll bring somebody on, and they'll just give you all the tea. <laughs> right, right, um, right. Nene, for sure. She's, she's like, girl, will somebody please take her phone? um beverly hills they they're not usually really bothered very much maybe some of the younger ones but they don't really have any like young young ones anymore um the new york girls don't really bother very much either but um definitely uh on this show like lisa and jen and uh and then like i said the potomac girls for sure after the show they were they will go on a whole campaign to try to pull quote receipts unquote for what supposedly happens and several of them are never good at it and lisa is one of them and i think lisa part of the reason why she's not good at it is because when you try to pull receipts and, and and i think and the same thing happens with nini too when you try to pull receipts on people but you are so heavily steeped in your own narcissistic tendencies because i'm not going to call them a narcissist because there's i don't have any type of diagnosis so i'll just say tendencies you aren't always the best person to defend yourself because what you see in these receipts is not right. what the rest of the world sees and in lisa's case not at all because she comes on so i've i've got a, a snap of it so she comes on afterwards and says, um, basically, she's calling, pretty much calling Angie a liar, trying to say that, no, you actually met during season one because Angie, of course, said that she and Whitney didn't know each other for a super long time. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't recall Angie saying a specific time when they met. So then she posted, this is what made her look really dumb. She posted, uh, I guess they must have been gossiping a little bit about Whitney because then, uh, so the, um, what's her name? Um, Angie says, it isn't a good look for the church, but oh well, a lot of it is true. And and uh, I can't really see, she, she put a circle around it, something about production, but she was really circling the date. So it was like November of 2020. So I guess they were watching the show. 
Okay. And then, um, and so then she goes on to say, I found out Whitney and I are related from watching the show, how, you know, like a little funny emoji, I died. And Lisa's immediate response is, what? Don't claim her. And uh, Angie goes, I'm not. I just thought it was funny. We had the same, um, we had the same relatives or whatever. So, and I didn't take what Angie said to be shade because she didn't know her. So her saying I'm not is like, well, I'm, I'm not trying to like race down there and pick her up. I'm just telling you, we, you know, what have you. Right, right. So it, it was, it was just so funny. I was like, why did she send me this to this invitation? Okay. So anyway, um, so that was, uh, so that was too funny. So she, uh, so they went on uh, from there. So, so now we know Lisa's crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. The name is <laughs> the grandfather, Shadrach Roundy. <sighs> oh, that makes me think of Shadrach, Meshach, and a big and a Bendigo. That's right. <laughs> Getting burnt up in that fire, but they didn't burn. So the next thing that comes up, and so we know that Angie's having a big party. She's inviting everybody. So everybody's talking about it because half the time, it appears to me that a lot of the times these women can't afford to have their own parties because you notice they'll like go to other people's big parties. Like, right. Well, it, no one on that show could afford that party because yeah, I mean, that party was on the chain. Who has diamonds when you walk in the house? Uh, exactly. And so, yeah. and they were gorgeous. I love yeah, them. They, they were, were all really very nice. understated and on the strings. I like those. Yeah, and not just diamonds when you walk in, but diamonds that you walk in and and you, you I can't even talk because I'm so overcome with the beauty. Diamonds you walk in and they ask you to wear. Where do they do that at? I have no idea. Or... Or the friends who donate a million dollars on See, a Tuesday night. This is what I'm talking about. And someone was saying on something else I was watching, like, so what was even the point of her having the party? Like, it was it to, you know, if she talked about the transgender son and didn't talk and, didn't, and they didn't show it, like, is that going to be her storyline? And I was like, what is wrong with you people? The storyline is not that she has a transgender son. The transgender son is just the reason for the, the party. You got to have a reason if you're saying that you're having a charity event. No, the reason her storyline that she was introducing is I've got more money than everybody and friends that could donate a million dollars on a Tuesday night. That is her storyline. <laughs> when, when that is the epithet that can be written on your tombstone, you don't need another storyline. No, you, you clearly don't. No. I invite you to my house and I have a diamond dealer here that puts them on you at the door. That's my storyline. I can be the most boring heifer on the show as long as I'm here with the diamonds, the money, and I throw the good parties because we have to have parties on these shows and I am the only one who can afford the ones with diamonds at them. And I still had this bomb party that I had to put together at the last minute because someone tried to sabotage me. And boom, 
here we go right here so right into it before we even get to the party when she's meeting with um with Whitney she tells Whitney that she received a call from the caterer and the caterer specifically mentioned Lisa and said that they well mentioned that they received Lisa's a assistant yes, it was Lisa's a call from Lisa's assistant and that there was you know this whole situation and what have you we also see Lisa coming in. Now, granted, we know that Bravo's editors, uh, you know how the editors are, and it is very possible that they did this as a voiceover, but I don't care because Lisa's shady anyway. When she walked in, you saw her say to her husband something like, it sucks to have a party with no food. And it was in a rather gloating kind of way. But there was food because did you see Sharif? Well, yeah, no, there was definitely Going down. And Sharif, okay, why Sharif coming there like every other brother looking for the crabs table? I said, if that ain't one of my cousins and all of my uncles. <laughs> when brothers go somewhere where it's gambling, they are looking for <sighs> the crabs table. That is the first thing that man came in there and said. He didn't say nothing about getting a drink. He didn't say nothing about food. He was like, oh, it's gambling? Oh, I'm going to the crabs table. <sighs> Oh my God. Oh, sorry, everybody, for this feedback. Melissa and I are just having a time tonight, but we're going to get it together. So, anyway, um, all right. So, they, so, this is the thing. This is another thing that Lisa put on, I think, maybe Instagram or Twitter. Again, you know, there was the whole Twitter Instagram problem. So, who the hell knows? So, she says that there was, oh, oh my gosh, what did she say? She said, she puts up this whole thing and even a picture of the caterers. Because remember when she got confronted about it, she was like, so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so are my friends and blah, 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 like the owners of the restaurant. So anyway, she, she went on a rant about that again and said that their son ended up doing the event and the food was wonderful and this and that and the third. This is my thing with that. That, number one, that is not who she originally hired. Number two, something did happen. Just because it worked, it, it ended up working out and ended up working out with the same family of caterers or whatever the case may be, does not change the fact that the call was made. In fact, I would still have an issue with it and, and maybe you'll look at this different from me. Even if the caterer called her and said, I'm still doing your event, but I just want you to know that I received a phone call and I want to make sure that because I've I've seen where this has happened before. Um, I just wanted to call you and make sure that everything was good because I thought that you and I had, you know, there was an understanding that I was doing your event. And then I received a phone call from somebody saying whatever. And I don't want to be involved in any kind of issues that may be going on. So I'm just calling to confirm with you that everything is okay. And if it is, you need to know that there's this other stuff going on. And I know you've I, probably heard of that happening. I, I have. I and have. even if that is what happened and the caterer never called off, but just called to tell her that, I would still be pissed off because how dare you get involved in my situation at 
but also the fact that it is a charity event, something supporting her child. Yes. Is makes it like no matter what happened, makes it worse because it, it does. And I get that it, and and people are like, well, maybe she didn't, especially because if somebody else in the family did it and whatever, I don't trust it because Lisa does events in that area. She's made a big deal that that's something she's known for. She also, it, now she's made a big deal of that. That's been her whole shtick since she's been on the show. So that's not just this episode. That's like her, right. thing. you know, I want to become a billionaire and all that. So we already know that about her. She also tries to make it seem like she's the end all be all of Salt Lake City, no matter how many celebrities that go there that say they don't know who the hell she is. Um, the other thing is she made it a point to say that she uh, is friends with these people, does business with these people, blah, 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 blah. So why would they throw her under the bus if that never happened? In fact, why was her first instinct to go into full meltdown Karen mode instead of simply saying what you and I would have said is there's really nothing we could do about it now because like we're in the middle of a party is nine, 10 o'clock at night. But trust and believe tomorrow morning, me, you and homie going to get on the phone and and this is all going to be straightened out. I didn't do it. it. You know, all I can say is given our relationship, I would hope you think better of me. But if it comes down to me having to prove it to you, then so be it. Um, because since Angie was very calm about it and wasn't yelling at her and wasn't like cussing her out. I mean, it really she said she was upset, nasty. but I couldn't tell from her face. I don't know if it was the Botox or I think what. It was a combination of, of two very good doctors doing two very different things that all had the same effect of making her have no affect. <laughs> so, right. Like she had to say, oh, I'm so upset, but your face yes. says nothing. But, which, um, which again is perfect because if I'm tell if I come to you the way that she did, although with a little bit more animation to my face, but I'm coming to you calmly, primarily because I just don't want to make a scene at my own party. Um, but of course, because it's this show, we got to get it on camera at the party. That's that's the production part, because, again, as we know, with every conversation that all of these people have on every single one of these shows, they have ample time between the incident and whenever the next time there is the big event to talk to each other. But they wait to the event. We know that's can, production. Can so, you explain to me why she pulled in Jen and Meredith? I think that all of I think that all of that was deflection because Angie was not giving her any of that energy at all. We we've just established that Angie was basically a corpse having this conversation yeah. with her. Um you know, like you said, if she was upset, she sure as hell didn't know it. She literally had to tell her. <laughs> the uh, it, and all of this was deflection and full on Karen whatever which to me just made her look more guilty more ridiculous more 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 because she literally just I, I mean I don't even know what to say about what she did because 
It made no sense. She called in and, and we there wasn't even any entertainment factor to it because we know Meredith isn't going to do anything to stand there. Right. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I thought it just as a side note, although it doesn't have anything to do with anything, I thought that uh, once again, Meredith was a better friend to Lisa than Lisa has been to Meredith this entire season. Without a doubt. Because a Meredith doubt. could have won thousand percent uh sided with angie without even trying because what uh because what um angie was saying to lisa and what lisa regurgitated to angie was word for word give or take well, maybe give or take a word, exactly what Meredith has been saying to her since the first freaking episode. The, the Every single scene that Meredith has had with Lisa, she has said this to her. Meredith has even said it about her to Mary when she was talking to her. Meredith has said it to Heather talking All about right. her about the fact that you being uh, seeking out a friendship with this person hurts me because as Meredith, as far as Meredith's concerned and she is correct it's not like you and jen were friends you sought out a friendship with her after we were already fighting now if you were already friends that is one thing but you sought out a friendship with her in the midst of our issue or rather you solidified your friendship with her in the midst of us fighting. Because last season, at the when this whole thing started, as far as I was concerned, if Lisa didn't do something to distinguish herself from Meredith, because they really were like the same person, I couldn't. They even, had the same haircut. I couldn't tell apart anything. I, I yeah. knew that Meredith's job was going to be secure because she had the sort of quasi thing going on with her husband. Plus, the sh every show needs a matriarch type character. And although she is nowhere near on the level of a Lisa Vanderpump, a Nene, uh, a Luann Deceps, or a Karen, she fills the role in as much as they have somebody to fill it here in Salt Lake City. She is not, uh, unlike those women, she is not the focal point, but she still feel, fills that role as as a human, I guess. As a, a filler. <laughs> she, as a filler, you, 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 she, she, again, she, she doesn't bring it the way they do, but she still fills that role. And technically, she did bring things to the table in that she brought her son, and, and his fashion show with the one and she did item of clothing, and she opened up her life about what she was going, what she had going on with her husband, with her weird husband. With her Can weird we just husband, add that he's um, the weirdest ever? Very weird. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into him in a minute because we still got to do the fashions. Um, so while she may not necessarily be my cup of tea because I, I just can't get past her affect and her voice, she did bring, she brought enough that 
there was no question she was going to come back. And again, she filled the, that matriarch big sister role. So she was good. I don't think that Lisa's position was as certain, which is what, which I think is part of the reason why she went out of her way to be friends with Jen, because other than Meredith, Lisa actually had nobody last season. She thought that she was, she, she, she thought that she could get by with thinking that she was better than Heather and Whitney. Jen, right. Jen's position was secure, just being Jen. And Mary, of course, was still sort of an, an add-on at that point. So she really didn't have much of a relationship with anybody because they had to kind of force some scenes to add Mary to at the end. So Lisa really was, as far as I'm concerned, was pretty expendable until she hitched her wagon to Jen. And it worked mm. out because Bravo didn't want to let Jen go, but they didn't have any, they left the season with Jen not having anybody to film with. So Lisa filled that void. So, right. okay. so she absolutely sought out a relationship with Jen. So back to Lisa bringing in the crew and just totally flipping out. Uh, Jen, just stood there. It, this is one of the few times where Jen actually owned her ish, where Jen, where Jen said, I don't know why I'm here. At least if I'm, if I'm doing something, you know why. Hi, PBG, we're doing great. She said, at least if I'm here, you know why. If I'm throwing something, it's because this happened. If I'm right, at it's because that happened. Right, right. Which was hilarious because I mean, it was almost like she was put out that like she had no role. That's why I'm like, she didn't even know why she was pulled in the room. I don't think any of them did. And it, and, and you know what? I'm not mad at it. Like it, to me, that was a genuine moment. She didn't know why she was pulled in the room. And Meredith was like, what? Now the person who was the funniest was Whitney sneaking in the room because she said to her husband, she said, I'm really anxious about what's going on in the room. And then you see her tiptoeing in like, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> like, are they going to beat me up? Um, and she just wasn't, she wasn't as skillful as Mary. I mean, Mary orchestrated that whole fight at the lake and she was, nor nor hide nor hair of her there. Whitney couldn't resist temptation and had to come in the room. And now, and to me, Whitney, when you, and Whitney, if you're listening, I hope one day you do. If you're listening, take some advice from me. When you walk in the room, walk in on ready. Okay, <laughs> walk in ready to go because unlike those other two chicks who were in the room, now I'm talking about Meredith and, and Jen, you are the only person who really had, I, it, it, you didn't necessarily need to be there, but at least you had a basic understanding of what was going on. Meredith and Jen had nothing because when Lisa went to get them, 
it, it that seemed like one of the few spontaneous moments in reality television, which I thought was great because a lot of times we know that there are lots of pauses. And of course we know that the party, the taping probably went on for six or seven hours, but you could tell that they did not have a moment for either somebody from production or, or do like a, a quick cut to allow Lisa to tell them what was going on before she brought them in the room. It looked like they genuinely nonstop filmed her from walking into the room and bringing them right back um, and, bringing, and bringing them in with no pause and no opportunity to know anything. Them standing there like idiots was understandable. And then doing the cutaway <laughs> with Jen, that was, I'm sure, some cute stuff that she did with the editors later. But Ooh, Whitney, on the other hand, knew exactly what the freak was going on. So unless you were going to come in there already, especially since your girl Angie can't emote, <laughs> there was no at all. Cannot. There was no reason for her to come in there because I was actually good. Uh, we're getting some uh, feedback. Do you hear the echo? No, I don't. Okay. But hold um, on. I'm going to go on. Okay. I was actually good with Whitney coming in if she would have came in and kind of had Angie's back. Like, okay, I'm gonna prop you up, girl, because you seem to be letting her walk all over you. But pretty much, since you didn't say anything, it was one of the few moments that I was good with the husband having her back because somebody needed to have her back, and Whitney wasn't it. I mean, here's the thing the difference between Whitney and Jen is that if Jen feels any heat, it's on site. She's ready to fight. Oh, hell like, yeah. It ain't even got to be about her. Yeah. Um, and Whitney just is not about that life. So well, she's she, not a fighter. Yeah. Which but is fine because we need that character. But she started that fight and then didn't know what to do. Yeah. Do I drink and enjoy my husband? Do I go in there? If I go in there, do I talk? Do I not talk? Like, I if you're going to be that one, then just be that one. Like, you know, come in the door dramatically and just be like, it's me. You know, I don't know. But well, no, and really, Whitney didn't do anything wrong because technically, like, Angie is the one who told Whitney everything. Angie told Whitney about the catering issue because it was her party. And Angie also is the one who told her what Lisa said. Now, granted, Lisa... Now, Whitney yeah. is the one who said Lisa did it on purpose. She does oh, yes, it she all did. the time. Now, yes, she definitely did. And I actually agree with her. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> all the time because, like, I don't live in Salt Lake City, but we definitely <laughs> saw that Lisa had as the saboteur gene in her and we certainly know there I mean there may be other instances we don't know about that happens in their real life but we certainly know based on season one when Whitney called Lisa out at at the uh, ski lodge uh, event in uh, in episode two season one where Whitney called Lisa out about um, th basically threatening her on the phone telling her she better watch her step or she was gonna put the word out 
true or not, I guess, I don't know, that Whitney and her husband are about that swinging life. And she tried to pretend that she didn't say it, but ultimately it came down to her having to admit that she's she didn't say it in those exact words. You know, it was one of those, well, you're misquoting me, but bottom line is she said something to her about watch your step because we know about you, blah, blah, blah. So from Whitney's perspective, whether it was just that one event or other things, not to mention just their general dislike for each other, this is something that Lisa would do. And then you add to the fact that Lisa is the one who initially had the jump off with Heather with the whole she was a party girl in college thing. So Lisa is definitely uh, known among the women, particularly the ones who don't like her, for being somebody who will, at the very least, put some shit out on you. And if somebody's going to put some stuff out on you, then why wouldn't they also be sabotage your party? I mean, that's right. what foul ass people do. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as I was uh, saying a bit ago, we were talking about how she was uh, this whole thing with, well, the party did end up with catering and all that. That's not who that's not the original person she hired. And again, we know something happened. There right. is a relationship among these people and her reaction, aside from, I mean, was she Karen times a million? Like, you know how there's these videos that like go viral because people, you know, now record Karens acting like right. Karens and putting them out. That whole scene literally needs to be clipped and, and put out, you know, of course, put some music underneath people so that Bravo won't hit you for copyright. But that whole scene, I guess it was like, what, maybe five, seven minutes needs to be clipped and put out. Because if that is not an example of a Karen being Karen, I don't know what is. I mean, the only thing is that white women's tears only work against non-black women or men. Yep. Or you, you mean non-white women or men. Yeah. Right, right. If you're going to have like... And hello, tears, if you're going to have white women's tears, can you give me some freaking tears? Yeah, no. See, that would have messed up the makeup and this maybe dripped on the clothing. And this Maybe. is true because, you know, again, she doesn't have as much as she tries to act like she does. So that outfit <laughs> may have been borrowed. But I mean, it was it was a great performance. I mean, oh, it was up there and it made the episode exciting. That performance was a Jen Shaw level freak out. Like if. If you want to say that she has now officially had her housewives moment and, and non-reunion, right? Because everybody gets uh, at some point, if you're, st if you stay on the show long enough and you end up in some mess other than like a Cynthia, like, cause you always have those certain characters who never end up in something so deep where they go there, but your main characters at some point, 
even if they don't have a full full blown freak out, they will at least have some kind of a storm off. You know, even Lisa Vanderpump has had have had a storm off. So I never count the reunions because reunions are where the the producers have they literally give them the episodes they haven't seen yet. We know this in order to make sure <laughs> that you don't miss anything that is possibly going to piss you off, not to mention the production and, and everything else and the fact that these folks are on social media and they get hyped up by the fans and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? I just, I just had a thought about this whole setup, okay? So do you remember when they were on the ice, they uh-huh. were talking about how it was a genius move of Lisa putting on Jen's backpack so she couldn't leave. Yep. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking about how I was puzzled about why did she bring in Jen and Meredith into the room, right? Mm-hmm. And when they initially came in there, it was like the three of them versus Sarah Paulson, who was mm-hmm. sitting in the corner, right? Which is why, Which is why I think her husband came in because I think the husband saw... Yeah, like these women were about to gang up on my wife, but it backfired because even when I actually had to look at this again, they yeah, I I watched the scene several times too. Yeah, they put their hands on Lisa, like they did. Yeah, like not like once or twice, and multiple times. Not like patting her on the back. They physically restrained her at one point trying to force her down onto the seat. That was insane. That's insane. Which which tells you the, the amount of you know foolishness she was doing because it took both of them to do it. But you know what else it tells me? It tells me that And she's a little woman. It tells me that all this fighting accomplished nothing but turning both of those women against you because they relished watching you squirm in this hot seat. They really did. And like I said, I will give credit to Meredith in that Meredith definitely uh, was a better friend to, uh, she was a better friend to Lisa, but don't get it twisted. Meredith put that in her arsenal and she's waiting to use it because again, she may not be the best at emoting and her voice may be whatever, but I don't get the impression from anybody that I've I've never got the impression at all that she was dumb. I don't think she's, she's, she's not a dumb woman at all. Yeah. She's, she, you know, she's like anybody on these shows. She's got a little quirks. That's probably why they chose her, but she's not stupid. Right, um, right. You know, and and I think that she knows just like Jen knows why Lisa is her friend, and Jen knows uh, why she can kind of you know basically dangle Lisa around on a leash because that seems to be what she does with her. Um, Meredith absolutely has her number. I think that Meredith absolutely knows the real reason why she is kind of friends with Jen. It may piss her off, but on some level, I think she knows why. And that might be the only reason why she hasn't totally kicked her to the curb. 
Right, right. So it's kind of like, I'm not, I don't like what you're doing, but I, I know what you're doing. So I'm going to try and work with you on it as long as you don't push me too far with it. Wow. Because at the People end of the day, your time. ass need, you, you need, a, you need a job. Well, I don't think Meredith got pushed. I think Meredith got something in her pocket last night. No, but Meredith did the pushing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think Meredith enjoyed every bit of it. She just, but again, because of the role that she plays, she's not going to let someone else make her look petty. Because this is, you know, obviously they're all acquainted with Angie, even if it's just because of this show. But I get the impression they all know who Angie is because Angie got that dough. Okay. And, and you know uh, what else is curious to me? It's like they have all of them there. And everybody winds up coming in but Mary. Well, no, uh, Heather didn't either. In fact, oh, Heather, right. and, Heather, in fact Heather and Mary were talking to each other. Heather and Mary uh, had their own little comedy going. I can't remember <laughs> what they were doing, but I just remember giggling at, well, no, I remember Mary laughing at Mary when, um, well, there were several, two things I laughed at Mary. <laughs> See, I'm laughing before I even get it out. Yeah, first of all, when Mary, Mary would... and Okay, a couple things with Mary. Even though we weren't on wardrobe, we, we're finished with the scene in the room. So let's go to Mary because Mary's going to hit on wardrobe as well. Mary in yet <laughs> another designer outfit, gold jumpsuit, which I think no, could have been. No, no, no. It wasn't gold. Remember, Jen Shaw called it out. She said, Oh, I see you in your money green. That was hilarious. Was it green? Yes. Girl, gold to me because it was just like the worst off-brand color ever, but and that then, was the first thing Jen Shaw said okay, to her. Because I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking that's gold, but then after she said green, I was like, oh, "Okay, so oh, now I have to go back green. and look at it again." But then, the, okay, so that's why she had on the silver bustier because I was like, "Why are you wearing a silver bustier with <laughs> gold?" But this is the crazy thing: silver and green should go together. Silver and green did not go together in that particular outfit. I don't know why no. it didn't. Maybe because no. green looked gold. <laughs> And I mean, and I mean, the way that they were sitting there, first of all, Mary is so funny. And it's like, Mary is crazy, right? That is a fruitcake. But, but she is, she was clearly raised in a black environment. Because yes. when Jen came, well, and right also up that next black to her, church environment, because remember, it's like, although it's not just black, but it's like, black church in the midst of a bunch of white people who are also Mormon when you guys are Pentecostal. So it's a whole lot of, whole lot of with them. So when Jen sat down next to her and was doing the most and she just shut her down in the so bless you child, like in that vein, like, oh, we can go out and do whatever. And she's like, no, we can't. I thought you didn't like me. 
burst out laughing. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That is, I got it though. Wait, give me a second. Okay. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to deal with Google, but I got it right. Oh, okay. okay. No, it's good. So nuts. So now let's deal with the attire altogether. Uh, Jen, I could not rem I couldn't tell what she was wearing because I remember when she put it together at the house. I liked it. I thought it was it supposed was to be white with the it fur. Like cream with the fur, and I'm I'm a fur girl. I don't I don't have an issue with with the whole fur but thing. That's so. not what she came in. And that's why I was confused because I liked what she had in uh, what she pulled down the closet because, again, it was simple. And it's kind of the thing that I say with Jen all the time. She is the one person who I fairly consistently like her aesthetic. She just needs to edit because she is a small woman. So she always ends up putting on at least one thing too many. And because she obviously likes things like furs, that's a lot of bulk on on, on a small frame and so it ends up she ends up looking overdone the pieces individually unlike mary the pieces individually like especially if she would peel a few of them off she's got good pieces like when jen the difference between jen and mary is when jen goes into a designer store designer sells, she gets the right stuff she right. doesn't dress for her frame when she puts too much of it on at one time because again she clearly likes bulkier things like fur when you when you are a fur girl especially if you insist on wearing it all the time then everything else has to be relatively simple and you just dress it up with your boots and your shoes you can't do a, a whole lot with a vest and a shirt and a this and a that because you you'll make good go bad and that's what happens with her. Um, Whitney, I, I, I generally, ah. I, I, I don't, <laughs> my issue with Whitney is that her casual stuff is cute. When Whitney dresses up, she ends up dressing like an old woman. Like, remember the reunion? You know what it is, is that Whitney, okay, this is going to sound so mean, but okay, that's what Whitney is. is a slim SpongeBob SquarePants and she thinks she has to put a belt on yep, everything yep. to make it look like she has a shape. That's cool, but like, honey, you could have left that belt off and you wouldn't have looked all weird shaped and just let yep. that whole ensemble just straight. Yeah, just kind of like the waif thing and there's there's no, it's like, girl, you're good. Just, just leave it that way, you're fine. Um, I don't even remember what oh Whitney was wearing a jumpsuit because she went <laughs> that's the part when her and Mary were trying to go over that that banister yes yes hilarious and then once they got Whitney over Mary's like oh it, the stairway opened up <laughs> <laughs> but see that's why I like Mary because I think Mary just messes with all of them like I'm gonna make you do this crazy thing well and the thing because like you mentioned uh she grew uh, i think that she does not care whether she deals with these women or lot uh, or not i do not think that mary is truly invested in 
a relationship with any of these women one way or the other. It To me, the reunion is all you need to know about Mary <laughs> in that when they were all having all their shit going on, Mary went to sleep. When she fell asleep. <laughs> and, and to me, that is literally... It, it totally tells you everything you need to know. If you don't know how Mary feels about you, watch the reunion. She she just if she doesn't care if if she's good with you she's good with you okay fine she films with Meredith her and Meredith is cool she films with Lisa Lisa's cool like you notice she'll she talk to them up though she sets yeah that's them what I'm saying every talk time to well again the another uh favorite moment when that moment when Lisa I mean when Jen came over to Mary and they had the whole conversation and she said yeah we should get together we can have a barbecue we can have the barbecue off and whatever and Mary looked at her and she goes "Mm, no (laughs) (laughs) not I'm not sure not because you know in most people in though especially because you're at a fancy event or whatever might have said you know COVID's going on my husband's out of town even if he was here you know he doesn't really like to get together with people and you and I I think we need to get together and still make sure that we're good you know I that is to me the norm of what most people would say especially in a social setting even as blunt as I consider even as blunt as I consider myself to be my answer probably would have been along those lines as well, just to make sure that nothing popped off. Not Mary. Mary's like, mm, no. But you know what? You know what? I respect Missy, Missy post 45 years old. Hello? Missy? Okay, I think you went mute. So you said Missy post 45 years old? Oh, yes. I said Missy post 45 years old and post pandemic has no more fucks to give. And would have been like, (laughs) no, girl. Like I was in I was invited recently to a, a Halloween party. I hate to dress up like any I hate when. Uh, someone invites me to their home or to an event and tells me how to dress. I just want to rest in that for a minute, right? <laughs> and then, and then, on top of it, it's a pandemic, and I love this person. I love her, but girl, no, I'm not <laughs> coming. Mind you. Missy wouldn't have gone even if it wasn't a pandemic <laughs> just because she they wanted her to dress up. Now, mind you, it's Halloween. <laughs> I don't like that. I really don't like okay, that. But. It's, it's Halloween. <laughs> Anywho, so, all right. So I think if I recall correctly, so we're talking about outfits, Whitney had on a pink jumpsuit. I can't remember it because I still, every time I think of Whitney, I think of the back of her going over that back, over that. Just, and she had on that, like that half a foot wide of a sequence belt. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that would be a no. Again, too old for her. Um, Heather, again, don't even remember what she was wearing. I don't uh, remember. I just remember that I guess I guess the men out there are into boobs because everybody's boobs always were out. out. And well, all of the said, boobs were out, which is which yeah. looked great with the diamonds, but that's right. Out. And she said, and homeboy, creep, Meredith's creepy husband said, yes. "I never noticed how nice your boobs were." Which I don't know how you can't because hers are huge. And she always has them out, she and she puts in the out. bra that pushes them together. Which is kind of old school 1980s, but she, I guess she shows her age. Yeah. Where and, more and I mean, modern bras separate them and gives you, like, you know, like, not the switch together cleavage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but when so, you have them the size of hers, you're you're probably going to smush them together. In fact, she's probably not even separate uh, smushing them together on purpose because given her size, if she separates them, then they'll go under her arms. So, no. <laughs> so okay. Uh, the people whose clothes I do remember. Oh my God, Angie's first outfit was a, an an absolute horror. It was like black, and it looked like an anchor, and it had like these gold cutouts at the at the shoulders. And I am sure that that dress probably cost an insane amount of money. Yes, it did. Yeah, it did. He D us. Oh my God, it was so ugly. Um, The second dress she put on, I suppose it was better than the first, but she still kind of looked like a a feather duster. Um, It really honestly looked like something Meredith would wear because you know she likes big feathery Yeah. Meredith was rather sedate. Again, it it doesn't even stand out to me um, what she wore. I think the person whose outfit stood out to me the most, although I'm still struggling with how I feel about it, is Lisa's. And the reason why I'm struggling is because that skirt was everything and more. Like, oh my God, I love the skirt. I even loved it on her. She had the right shape for it. That high waist, the 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 um, you know, just the different cuts and the structure of the skirt. It was leather, which is on trend. That was everything. I am struggling with the with the gold sequin top with it. I think I might have been fine if it was short sleeve, but the fact that it was long sleeve is uh, is troubling to me. I kind of felt like. I get the sequence because remember everybody was supposed to show out. It was oh, yeah. be super glam mm-hmm. and show out. And yeah, well, I like the yeah, skirt, the but you was... could wear that skirt to the office. Yeah, but with and I think that's why she wore it with with the, the sequence. With the sequence. And and leather can definitely be a dress up, dress down situation. I think um I think what I loved about it is that the color was so rich. That wine. It was um I, I, I again I think leather we know can be a dress up, dress down situation, but we do when people wear leather for dress up they tend to do it in black so i i will grant you that i think the um 
the dress down aspect of it was uh, was the color as it the, like the color was fabulous, but right. that's the, it was like what made it great is actually what took away from the dress up of it. So I, I, get, yeah. I get you. Yeah. And that may be what's so troubling to me with the top, because had the top been um, had the top been maybe sleeveless still with the V-neck, but you know how you get sequin uh, V-neck tops. I think the same top, but maybe sleeveless would have worked a little bit better with that. I'm not sure if I necessarily feel like it would have dressed it up per se, but it still would have made it it just looked too much like two different outfits to me. It took. It looked like there was a sequin dress, and they cut the bottom off of it, and then she wore a skirt with it. Right, right. Now that the the new gen, her outfit was really nice and looked good on her. It was a lot though. Uh, yes, I agree. Um, but you know what? At first, when I start, I saw her walking up, and we know it was a wig. Um. But when I first saw her walking up, I was like, I like when I first saw her in a flash, I was like, I like the hair. But then yeah. I was like, that when she was walking up, it was something about the silhouette. And I was like, mm, maybe I don't. It looks a little wiggy. But then when she got in the room, maybe they, because, you know, I'm sure, you know, Glam is walking around taking care of them. And I think there was a shot of her in the room and maybe Glam had gotten a hold of her because maybe she was windblown from outside and it didn't look good. And mm -hmm. I like that hair on her. I mean, not for like every day, but I thought it was a cool look. It's, um, and, you know, I, and I've seen, uh, there's another um, woman of Asian descent. I can't remember who has worn hair like that. And I thought it looked so glamorous and beautiful. And that's what I liked about it for the occasion. I thought that that was such a great choice for her that in, as opposed to just, you know, her regular straight hair, because I mean, what are you going to do with it? You either, especially because remember her hair isn't just straight, but it's straight and long. So yeah. you're going to wear it up or you're going to wear it down. Um, it, it, you know, that hair tends to be very thick. So it's a little tough to braid without a lot of product. So to just say, screw it and toss on a big curly wig, I thought it was great, especially because yeah. it's a casino night, which is kind of camp too. Right. I I thought I thought out of all of the ladies, I mean it was a lot of breast action. Thank God she doesn't have a lot. Yeah. But it was really a beautiful outfit. Yeah, I I thought that it was just very different. Um and you know, and that could have gone very wrong because she's a tiny little thing mm -hmm. and it was a lot of hair. But I also think it was a little camp, which is what a casino night is. Um, I also, speaking of the men, because there was none of the men really stood out to me except for Sharif, because I, I just have to admit, I love a black velvet jacket. Yeah, he was he was the best dressed, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Like, and I mean, he's, and he's why was the Zeke anyway? But why was the host just looking like he was just chilling at home? I don't like, I don't even remember. Wasn't he wearing like a gray suit or something? Like he just looked like. He just looked like he was just chilling. Like he didn't dress up at all. No, and it, it but just, you know what? That's money though. Like I kind yeah. of got mad at it. It's kind of like, this my And the million dollar dude was the same way. I mean, I think he had on khakis and a white shirt. 
again, that's money. And, and the funny yeah. thing is, I swear, I thought him and a million dollar dude were the same guy. So maybe they're brothers. Oh, no, they were, they were definitely, they were definitely different. Um, no, but I mean, they kind of have the same aesthetic, though. They like, you know, just like regular hey. white dude. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, man, that's money. He was like, I wonder how much other people pledge. Because obviously he wasn't the only pledge. But of course, since it's a show, you better show the person who pledged a million bucks. I mean, that's pretty freaking impressive for like just some random charity that, you know, none of us ever heard of until the show. Like that's, you know. I want to know what is he the CEO? They said he's a tech CEO. I need to know what, which company. Yeah. Cause and then, the one and who gave the I'm million go, or the husband. The one who gave the million oh, and yeah. I want to know his name. And then I'm going to go look at the Pandora papers. I don't know if you've seen those. Yes, we'll but... be talking about the Pandora Papers. Lord have mercy. I'm still gagging about the diamonds and like why I'm not invited to a party where that happens. But, you know, that's a personal problem, I guess. So... Is Mary's... Okay, so this is, this is what I want to know. Is Mary's husband ever going to show up? Um, I... I would say no. <laughs> I guess, the, I'm starting to get worried and, now. And the only I need reason, proof of life. I do too, because I told you, remember what happened the last time he went to Florida for too long? He didn't end up dead, but somebody else did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, I, well, let's put it this way. They filmed entirely during the pandemic. They started filming around January-ish, and they, they, I'm still getting feedback because you go on mute while I'm talking. They started filming around January-ish, and I'm assuming they concluded filming uh, probably around the end of June. And, and I'm sure, you know, of course, they do pick up scenes over the summer. The only reason I know that they still, that they filmed until at least late May, early June, um, is because when Bravo filmed the first season, which I assume is coming out any time now, when they filmed the first season of their whole like housewives mashup getaway thing, uh, none of the women from Salt Lake City and there was another one. There were two cities. Oh, none of the women from Salt Lake City and I think Potomac were able to be a part of that inaugural filming because they were still filming their respective shows because that first season only has um, Atlanta Girls because it's got Cynthia in Kenya and it's got Teresa Giudice, uh, I believe uh, somebody from New York. I, I don't know some of those old New York chicks as well, not Luann or like one of the good ones. And it's got uh, Kyle Richards and I believe Doree because it only has like maybe six or seven women on it. But the ones I know absolutely for sure because they were like the main ones that were posting pictures the whole time that they were filming are um, Kenya, Cynthia, Kyle, um, Teresa, Judice, and I believe Doree. And then there's like maybe one or two more. And um, 
And the next one is actually going to have Phaedra on it, which is so weird, but But whatever. what's the point of this show? Yeah. It's basically, you know how, I, and you've probably heard, like, because I know I sure have, like, for years, people have always been like, oh, you know, are they going to do, like, which is kind of stupid to me that people would ask for it, but I think it's probably not like the, the OGs like you and I who watch from the beginning and understand the original premise of the show. I think it's more like your younger crowd who are used to mashups from other networks when they do things like, you know, like the MTV people, because they're used to having mashups of people from random shows all come together, like, you know, reality, the reality superstars of this or the real world road rule challenge and stuff like that. So they, so people have been asking for years to do like housewives mashups, but these shows aren't about like challenges and stuff. Cause I mean, that's not what they're about. So basically they're just sending them on vacation for a couple of weeks. And I guess, you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, you know, and, and they're trying, I guess they try to make sure that they put just the right mix in there that makes it sort of inevitable that at least something could possibly happen. Um, so, and I, I do understand that at least the first one got a, a bit spicy, uh, it, but, you know, you just never know. It's only for a couple of weeks. It's not really enough time for anybody to really get into anything. But I guess you never know because, again, these women tend to get wrapped up in the dumb crap on social media. And they do have their own little bizarre universe of doing things and uh, with when Andy has functions. And as we know, they definitely have rumors and different things that go back and forth between them, like the fact that now Andy himself has basically confirmed that Bethany was not lying, that she did indeed tell him and Kyle uh, the ish about Erica and Camille Grammer said it as well because Camille Grammer was like, uh, yeah, she told him because Kyle told me. So, <laughs> um, so, and of course, as we know, it was at Andy's, apparently Andy's baby shower was off the chain because remember the other thing that happened right after Andy's baby shower was the whole thing with the ladies from Potomac with the whole rumor about Monique starting. So Andy's baby shower was a catalyst for a whole lot of shit. (laughs) It was lit. They should have filmed that. Exactly. Because apparently they got, they got drunk and everything because Lisa Reno was apparently dancing on tables because, you know, she thinks she can dance. So that was like a whole thing. Hi, Lil. So that was like, uh, so apparently that was a whole thing with them at the shower too. So Andy's baby. So, and again, we also know that Andy like keeps stuff going back and forth too among his favorites. He sits and gossips and stuff with them as well. Cause if they didn't gossip together, then why would Bethany have told him of all people as opposed to just telling some of the girls? So they should have filmed it. They should have filmed it. Absolutely. So I'm sure Andy's got some tape somewhere. (laughs) So so anywho, they, um, so yeah, so they're just putting them in a house together. They showed pictures of the house uh, when they moved in. It was like this, they're on an island because there was even uh, several of the women even showed pictures of them getting on the charter plane to go. Um, They went to, I want to say like Turks and Caicos. 
and uh, they were just gone for like maybe two weeks in this like amazing, you know, mega rich person villa type thing. So I'm sh it, it'll probably be boring in my like I have no real desire to watch it, but yeah. neither do I. Yeah, and and it's not even going to be on Bravo. It's going to be on Peacock. So it's really just something to kind of probably just it's I think it's probably just their way of um giving some like original housewives content to Peacock because I do think that you can watch um housewives episodes on Peacock I think you pretty much watch everything on Peacock so um but Peacock of course has some original programming as well they have some good original programming actually and so I think this is just their way of giving giving them some housewives con content because they haven't even shown the first one and they've already announced the cast for the second one and the cast for the second one I think they're definitely trying to like cause a murder in the house because <laughs> right. I wanted, because like the names that have been put out uh are like like I said Phaedra, Eva, Brandy Glanville like crazy ish. I would like, I would maybe, like to see if you had a mashup, who would you like to see? I would like to see Kelly Dodd Ramona. Mm -hmm. Well, I think with, Kelly Dodd is kind of like, I don't know if she even still has a good relationship with the network. I don't think she does, be, but yeah. but she is crazy. She's but, too But if, crazy. if we did like dream, like Dreamcast, yeah, okay. So you said Kelly Dodd Ramona, so that gives you uh, an OC and a New York, okay. So so Kelly Kelly Dodd, Ramona. Kim Richards. Um, okay, Kim Richards, yeah. But like, um, then you would need somebody who would tell everybody about themselves. So maybe like a Bethany, like Kelly, uh, you're crazy. A Bethany would never do it. And also, I don't think Beth, even though that would be dream casting, I don't know if we could, if we could even waste our time to dream casting. Bethany would like, I ain't going in there with them heifers. But maybe like, I think, okay, I know this is going to sound real ignorant. <laughs> But uh, 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 like a, a Caroline Manzo or Dan Danielle Staub. Oh, but that's just too much. Danielle's too much crazy. Okay, yeah, I'd say Caroline. Uh, yeah, I'd say Caroline Manzo because Caroline is gonna give it to you straight, no chaser. Um, wow, and that's I what you need. You just need one of those people. Yeah, and, who and is going to tell everybody about themselves and dare you. And Caroline, even though I have a feeling she's a Trump supporter, uh, oh, she I definitely is. She definitely. I don't. Is. Yeah, but she. But I don't think that she is like Kelly Dodd crazy. She. She might be Ramona. She now she's definitely on the Ramona end of things. But I don't think she's. I don't think even Ramona is Kelly Dodd crazy. Kelly. Dodd I'm going to tell you. Stuff. I'm going to tell you she's in the middle of that spectrum. And I'm going to remind you of this. Do you remember when her and her husband had Bernard Carrick over their house? Absolutely. You are right. For the dogs. And then they were also talking about Giuliani at some point. And you know what I need to look up, just not for this next show, but just looking ahead, is I need to look up what's going on with her brother-in-law's case because he's going down big time. Yeah, too. he's going down. 
bad. I think even some of one or two of the women from The Real Housewives of Miami, because that show was off the chain. When that one chick, Cole Cox, snuck that other woman in the face, she stole her in the face. And I'm not talking about like Larsa Pippen because no, I'm talking about some of those other women on that show were off the chain. Like was it did okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Because remember but... there was the one woman whose mom had like the face yes. that sorta I hate to say it, but kind of looked like Rocky Dennis, although she's the yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that that woman, the mom passed away a yeah, few she years did. ago. She did. Yeah, but she could have been a star. But didn't didn't um didn't Erica Jane make a guest appearance on there a long time ago? Or am I, I confusing? You know what? I, it, she could have because remember she's been trying to become a star ever since, like forever, even before she got on the show. Obviously, so it's possible. I was not Real Housewives of Miami is one of those that I did not like. You know, whatever night it came on, it doesn't even matter because I didn't watch it. Real Housewives of Miami is one of those that I watched like binge watched and now I'm thinking about it I'm I'm probably going to start it over just to entertain myself I don't even recall like watching it in from season one because that was one of those shows that definitely caught its uh like kind of caught its stride at the like at the very end of their season they were kind of like the opposite of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City started their season one strong and then ended kind of floundering the Real Housewives of Miami started the way a lot of the other ones started where it was like a slow burn and by the end of the season it got good and then season two it came in really good um, and I think, what did that go for? Like three seasons, maybe? Three I or don't four. Know. But I definitely know I didn't watch the full season one. And, and But I do remember Larsa Pippen was the least entertaining thing on it. But, I, I mean, she's doing the most now. Maybe the camera it, should It's still not very entertaining, it. though. It's pretty much just her, like, being with young men and... You know their their whole thing is weird. Are they finally divorced? Don't get me the lion. I don't know what's going on there, but I just know she's she's a little bit of a mess. Uh, she's a lot of a mess. But anyway, girl, we both need to go. We've got to get up in the morning. You all, we have such a good time talking, and then we finished the episode. I don't know, like forty minutes ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anywho. Thank you all for hanging out with us. As you can see, we have such a great time. So um, thank you once again to everybody that's listening on the Podbean app, Podbean app if you were on live, as well as the other podcast stations. If you have iTunes, please go on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Leave us five stars and a review. Don't forget to follow me on all of your social media. You can go on Instagram and Twitter, and the address is the same, at, let's be honest, JJ, at L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T-J-J. Also, if you want to hang out for the daily fun, go on the Fashion and Drama Diaries. Of course, you can find that on Facebook. You will see the link in the bio for this podcast. Otherwise, 
just come back. Welcome, Jinx. We're heading out, but you can go back and be a part of the replay game. And other than that, if you're thinking about it and want to talk about it, chances are I'm thinking about it and want to talk about it too. So let's be honest together. Good night, Melissa. Good night, everyone.